Welcome to One Thing from Genesis. Thanks for joining us. I'm Scott, and as we look at just one thing from Genesis week by week, I hope we both better understand God's supremacy and the hope, joy, and purpose He intends for our daily lives. God longs for a deep relationship with all people, and He's given us the Bible as the way to understand Him and what He wants to give us. Each week, we'll look at one thing and see how it applies to our daily lives. So with that, let's look at one thing from Genesis. Where is God in the midst of suffering? That's one of the most frequently asked questions as we face the challenges of life. And when it applies to us, we ask, why am I suffering? Why doesn't God remove it? Genesis chapters 39 and 40 are filled with suffering. But if we look closely, we see that God is active in the midst of suffering. Just two chapters earlier, we learned that Joseph had been sold to slave traders, but God was at work even in those dark days. Joseph became a slave in Potiphar's house. There God gave him success even during his suffering. He rose to be in charge of all the activities of that house. Soon Potiphar's wife became angry after Joseph repeatedly rejected her sexual advances. After Joseph fled one final advance, she framed him, accusing him of sexual assault. Of course, there's no contest between the word of an Egyptian master's wife and a slave. Joseph was sent to jail, but God still favored him as he suffered. Soon the warden recognized that God was with Joseph and put him in charge of the jail. Despite his suffering, Joseph was learning administrative skills the Egyptian language, and the customs of the day that would soon serve him well. While in jail, Joseph attended to Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker. He interpreted dreams for them through God's power and then shared with them all the injustice that he had endured. In three days, the baker was executed. But the cupbearer was restored to Pharaoh's court Surely this was the day Joseph's suffering would end. This was his big break. The cupbearer would surely tell Pharaoh who would release Joseph. Then we're disappointed to read Genesis chapter 40, verse 23. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. As a slave and prisoner, Joseph knew suffering. We all know suffering. We know that enduring pain, distress, or hurt that comes into our lives. Our suffering might be physical, mental, emotional, or even spiritual. But as Christians, we know that suffering, like all other human experiences, is directed by the sovereign rule and wisdom of God. Because that's true, there must be a reason for our suffering. God orchestrates every event in our lives, and that would include suffering. He uses all things for our benefit. While we may never know the specific reason for our suffering, we can trust that our sovereign God will use it for good. God uses suffering and the other crucibles of life to draw us closer to Him and to build strong character within us. Like Joseph, as we suffer, we learn to lean on, trust, and surrender to God in ways we've never known before. 
Our suffering exposes our needs and leads us to depend on God. Sometimes as we suffer, it's easy to question the goodness and wisdom of God. But when we remember that God is sovereign even in our suffering, then we can be confident that no matter what we're experiencing or how long it lasts, God is with us. God is working all things together for good, and he will be with us to the end. This idea of the supremacy of God anchors our suffering souls. It can be our assurance and confidence that nothing can happen to us without God's permission. So as you face suffering in your life, and we all will, what can you learn about yourself and your relationship with God? While there's no getting around suffering in this life, God always uses it for our good and His glory. I hope these few thoughts about one thing from Genesis encourages you to dig deeper into the Bible. Until next week, here's hoping you'll find one more thing from Genesis. Genesis.